How's it going, everyone? And thanks again for stopping by the Geeky Gentleman Podcast. Today, we're discussing some big casting news because we finally have the confirmation on who's going to be the new actor playing the comic book role of Batman. Also, we're going to look into what critics are saying about the newest X-Men film, The Dark Phoenix, because the first official reviews are out. In the gentleman's portion of the podcast, we'll be discussing ways to keep your suit game strong, even in this summer heat. Alrighty then, enough said, let's go right into the podcast. Holy freaking guacamole, Robert Pattinson beat out Nicholas Holt and is now the new Dark Knight. Now, I think fans are ready to kind of forget Ben Affleck. The response to Robert Pattinson being cast as Batman has been kind of tame. You know, people aren't too angry about it. People aren't too happy about it. But I think people were just ready to let the Ben Affleck go. And I think Warner Brothers was too. I'm super happy that Ben Affleck is out. I don't really think he did much for me as Batman. And I think the horrible Batman vs. Superman film didn't really help that either. And I kind of... I'm okay with Robert Pattinson being Batman. I'm not... I'm not mad about this. I'm not disappointed. I'm not angered. I, I I think it's a good choice. For the people who don't believe it, hear me out. Now, most people will probably still remember Robert Pattinson from all his Twilight films, but he's done a lot of, like, indie films and some other films. So I personally think Robert Pattinson, as an actor, can act. So there's no trouble that he won't be able to, like, convey the character. Now, we also know that he is kind of really good at the whole brooding thing. He has kind of that whole, like, you know, like the world's against me, dark brooding thing, really going for him. So I think that will be a very good quality that he can just naturally bring to the Bruce Wayne Batman character. I also think that Robert Pattinson is an old enough age to be Batman right now because, of course, they want to do a trilogy, so he'll age very well within this trilogy. I think when they chose Ben Affleck as Batman, he was already a little bit too old, and I knew they were going for the older Batman. But then, like, where is that going to go? It's going to be, like, old Batman, and then he's, like, the new Alfred. One of the things that I think Robert Pattinson definitely needs to do, though, is, you know, he needs to get that workout schedule going. He needs to get that trainer, and they need to put that actor's butt in the gym, and he needs to eat some carbs so he actually can get that superhero physique. Now, I'm not saying he needs to get on the juice and do steroids or anything like that. He needs to just do it healthy. But, you know, he's a very lean guy, and we want Batman to be kind of, like, threatening. So, you know, I think, you know, if he gets on the proper diet, you know, con some workouts, you know what, he'll turn around and, voila, he's Batman. But he has to put in the work. And I think, as an actor, he will, and I'm hoping he will, because boy needs to gain some gains. Now, the director for the new Batman trilogy films, Matt Reeves, has stated in an interview to The Hollywood Reporter that the new Batman films won't be rehashing the Batman origin story, and can we blame them? I don't think we want to see that anymore. It's kind of, that sob story is right up there with the Uncle Ben. We don't need to see his parents die again in the films. We know what happens. We know what happens. If you don't know what happens, you've literally been living under a rock and avoided all the Batman comics and all the Batman films that have been released since, like, the 1990s. You really just are oblivious to all things Batman. But the films are going to focus on Batman finding his footing and on the way to becoming a genius detective. So I think that is something that's going to be fun to see on screen because I feel... The Batman films don't really focus too much that he's actually a genius detective. Yeah, you know, he's figuring things out and defeats the bad guy. But I think if they're really, those are very specific choice words. So if they're really honing in on the genius detective, I think these films might be something that we haven't seen in the prior Batman films. And that's always a good thing. The director already mentioned when he was writing the script that he did so with Robert Pattinson in mind. So when castings went underway, the only two top contending actors to play Batman were Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt. 
But apparently the studio really just wanted to choose an actor who didn't already have comic book films on his resume. As you know, Nicholas Holt is in those horrible comic book films called the X-Men films. He plays Beast. And you know what? They don't really want to confuse fans because some people can't tell the difference between Marvel and DC, even though you should. Come on, people. But Robert Pattinson doesn't have any of that on his resume. So I think they wanted to go with, you know, kind of just a clean slate. So that's why they picked Robert Pattinson. And they actually did this casting very, very quickly. And it seems that Warner Brother is really planning to shoot this film early next year. And they really want to release it somewhere in 2021. Now, how this new Robert Pattinson Batman fits in the larger DC universe is still up in the air. I'm really not too fussed about them really trying to make the entire films connected. They kind of already shown that they're not really trying to make them too completely connected because there are already like discrepancies in their films. And I really think they're just trying to rush it to try and copy the MCU. And they just really don't seem to have a handle on it. So I think it's best that they just focus on the characters that are going well for them, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and just keep them in their own solo universes and stop trying to make the whole MCU formula work for them. In other news, Dark Phoenix is due to come out later this month, but the first official reviews are out, and they're more or less exactly what we thought they would be. A review by comicbook.com says, The good news is that Dark Phoenix is an improvement from its apocalypse predecessor. The bad news is that the bar was already pretty low. Now, these sentiments seem to be echoed by everyone who's seen the movie, and everyone's calling Dark Phoenix a par, and a very unsatisfying conclusion to the X-Men films that started way back in 2000. Now, this is again 20th Century Fox's second attempt at retelling the Dark Phoenix saga, and I just really don't think they ever really comprehended the importance of this storyline, and they just wanted to rush it again. So, I mean, way back when, when they first announced that they were going straight for Dark Phoenix, I knew it was not going to be good. So I'm not surprised that the reviews are more or less negative. You know, they seem to be mediocre and negative. None of the reviews are super, super positive. I had a friend who actually went to a media screening for it, and he told me he liked it, but he said that everyone else who was in the cinema who actually knew X-Men did not like it, and he just doesn't know anything of X-Men. He just knows X-Men films. So I think that's more or less what's going to happen when people when it comes out, is anyone who already likes these X-Men films will probably think it's just as good as them, but anyone who's actually an X-Men fan is going to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? I do plan on seeing the film, but not during opening weekend. I don't want to give this film my money for opening box office numbers, but I mean, I'll eventually see it so I can give you guys a proper review and my thoughts on it. But... Luckily, I don't have to scream anything like, give it back to Marvel, because now that Disney has bought Fox with the whole merger, the X-Men film rights are back with Marvel, and now all I can say is, please, Marvel, do X-Men, do it right, and just do the storyline properly with the Phoenix Saga and then the Dark Phoenix Saga. But again, you know what, I'll see it eventually, and then I'll give you guys my full-on review to tell you how bad, how bad, bad, bad it was, because there's no way it's going to be good. No way. With that said, we'll wrap up the geeky portion of this podcast and jump right into the gentleman's segment. Alright guys, if you're a big fan of suits because you're all for that dapper swagger, then I've got some tips for you on how to keep your suit game strong even during these summer months. First, linen suits. It's time to pack away all those thicker suits that you have and put them to the very back of your closet because it's time to bust out the linen suit. 
Now, linen is really popular because, you know, the fabric is lightweight and it's breathable. Now, these suits are perfect if you're wanting to keep that classy suit look, but you don't want to be sweating up a storm. I personally am always warm. I run very, very hot. So the last thing I want to do is have atrocious amount of layers on me, keeping all that heat against my body. So linen is great for this because it just breathes. You don't have to worry about that. And there's just something very summer elegance with a linen suit. When I go on holiday and I see people in linen suits, like, it's just... It's swagger. They look the part. So put the tweed, put all the thicker suits away, and pull out the linen suits. You'll look great. Second, t-shirts. It's summer, and that means it's much easier to pull out a casual look, but still look very smart. So just switch out the button-down shirt and trade it in for a t-shirt and put that underneath the suit. Now you can go with a white t-shirt or just a different color t-shirt that, you know, works with the color combination of your suit. Now, it'll keep you much cooler, but you'll still have the whole debonair feeling with it. And if you're feeling super trendy, you can even wear a V-neck t-shirt instead of a regular crew neck, and there you go. You know what? Style game on. Third, summer accessories. Now, of course, summer, you know, it's really, really hot, so the last thing you want to do is wrap yourself in a close collar and a tie. So instead, you should invest in pocket squares that complement your suit. Pocket squares are good because, you know, it gives a sense of whimsy, but also allows you to showcase your personality. Another accessory that you really should invest in is a very good watch. Now, nothing says refinement like a gold, silver, or platinum watch, but even stainless steel ones are a very good choice to accessorize your suit. Another accessory that I personally like are necklaces. So if you have like a nice gold pendant, I think those really look amazing against a white t-shirt and your suit. I'm a big fan of chains, so that's always one I definitely have for summer. And you know, of course, sunglasses are a much-needed accessory for men. Now, be sure the pair that you get works with the shape of your face. So, you know, if you have a square face, you probably want something with more softer curves or rounder frames. I usually go rounder frames. So if you have, you know, something more of a triangular face or, you know, heart-shaped, you maybe want to go something that's more kind of like aviator style. So just make sure to, like, give it a Google, see what your face shape is, and kind of start pairing that with proper sunglasses, and you actually will notice a very big difference. And finally, be bold with color. Now is not the time to be wearing dark blue suits. It's summer, so be colorful, be brave, you can wear them. Aim for lighter colors like gray, baby blue, khaki, or plenty of the lighter shades of red. Just essentially, you want any of the lighter shade colors for your summer suit. Also, don't be afraid to try floral patterns or pinstripes, you know. It's summer, you can be more playful with the stuff. Be bold. Well, that's the end of today's episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Thank you guys for listening. If you're liking the episodes, please make sure to give the podcast a rating and feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram at Drifting Decal if you guys have any topics you'd like to hear me discuss on The Geeky Gentleman. Until then, guys, I'll talk to you later.